This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam, Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the foggiest man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. And I don't mean that about your brain or anything else well, going wrong be. with you. I think a lot of people would probably say that. But I think this is the foggiest day I've ever seen. It is very foggy. Beware I, of the fog, as I, Steve would I say. I thought the uh, sun was supposed to come out this afternoon. Well, it might be there. You just can't see it well, through the to, fog. It just needs to burn this fog off. Steve... I got to watch a little bit of the KU game with you last night, and I don't think you were very pleased with the Jayhawks' performance, but are you pleased with a 4-1 conference record for your Kansas Jayhawks? Well, you have to be pleased because the only loss was at Iowa State, although K-State went to Iowa State and won. But, but Thanks to big bad Barry Brown. That's right, but this is just a very strange year for the Jayhawks. Of course, they lost Azabuki. I think they're over that by now. I mean, they've played enough games without him. They know how to play, but this is a team that just makes it very interesting at the end of every game. They won 80-78 to against Texas last night, and it was funny. Steve's last words after the very end of the game, he said, God, this team just can't finish a game. And I think it was Coach Kinneman that turned and said, well, they just did. And I think that's the thing that sometimes KU fans forget or get spoiled by, that they did just close out a game. Now, it wasn't easy, and Texas made some big shots last night. They gave up five threes in the last two minutes. I wouldn't call that closing it out very well. Yeah, but they made enough free throws to win, and, and this was a, a pretty good win for this KU team against the Texas team that now is under 500 in conference play. But That's just it. They're not very good. Texas, as in KU or Texas? Texas. Texas just isn't very good. I don't good. think Texas is a bad team. I just don't, but I don't think they're really very good. They're They're mediocre. I think they're probably a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team, but well, I don't but, think that means they're bad. But KU used to pound middle-of-the-road teams. But I think that the thing we've seen over the Big 12 the last couple of years is that the gap continues to shrink a lot of the time between KU or whoever the best teams are, which for the last 14 years has been KU, right. and the rest of the competition, or at least from the top to the bottom. I think that gap has shrunk, and I would say that for a majority of college basketball in general, where 40 years ago, when UCLA is rattling off, rattling off championship after championship after championship, the University of Maryland-Baltimore County 
could not have even walked on the floor with some of those teams at UCLA, some of those wooden teams. Right. But here we are 40, 50 years later, and a UMBC can beat the number one overall seed, Virginia. And we see that with the Big 12, where the worst team in the Big 12 for several years in their early days was TCU. Right. But look at where TCU is now. I know that they've, they're they one and two in conference play, but think about how much more competitive they are compared to what they've been in recent years. West Virginia's 0-4. Yeah, okay. And West Virginia has been one of the best teams in the Big 12. You don't think that's a trap game for KU oh, on Saturday? Morgantown. In Morgantown. If there's ever a trap game, that's it for the Jayhawks. And, and I'll guarantee you, I think they'd take a one-point win and not even play the game. What, what, what else would be a better outcome? Well, I think for sure they'd take a well, win. Well, I mean, they'd like to win by 10 or 15. but I think they'd just like to win. Well, I think so, too. Now, this is a KU team that we've seen it all year. They don't have to go out and win by much. Well, they, they have had a lot of scary-looking games. Michigan State by 5. Tennessee by 6. Stanford, who's really not very good, by 6. Overtime. Arizona State, they lose. Oklahoma had to barely win by seven. Baylor almost let them come all the way back on Saturday. One by five. That this is a KU team that is different. But if you're still sitting around here going, I don't know if the Jayhawks can do it this year. That mighty, mighty Texas Tech. Wow, they've always been good. How are they going to win? This might be the year that streak comes to a close. I think you're wrong. Now, it might happen. But if you're thinking that right now, while the Jayhawks are 4-1, and one, and, yeah, they've been pushed a little bit, but did you really think they were going to lose last night? Oh, I didn't know. I no. Mean, you didn't think they were going to lose. Do you think when Texas Tech comes to Allen Fieldhouse that the Jayhawks are going to lose? No. Do you think that when KU goes to Texas Tech, and some funny, might, funny things might happen in Lubbock and Texas Tech not win? Yeah. That's what, that's what always happens. Well, I heard a conversation that was similar to this yesterday where people were comparing this to the Tom Brady, New England Patriots collapse that people have been predicting for well, Tom five, Brady's six feeling, years. Tom Brady's fueling the fire right now. He's, he's saying, oh, everybody we, thinks we suck. Everybody thinks we're terrible. We, everyone doesn't think, nobody thinks we can win in Kansas City. Are you kidding me? They've been. I in, think everybody in Kansas City thinks they can win in Kansas City. Well, I and I think they're going to win. I really do. But one thing, it's going to be in Kansas City on Sunday. It's going to be about five degrees. My goodness. And and that could really just totally change how the game is played. That I'm, I'm not sure who a five degree game would favor. I'd have to study it a little bit. I'd probably pick the New England team, wouldn't you? The team that has played lots of playoff games in well, snow and New cold England, climates. Who picks against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick anyway? The Chiefs are three-point favorites. Yeah. I, three points, is that means that, that they're even in the three points for the home field advantage. But most of the time, the Patriots are not underdogs. Hardly ever are they underdogs. And we could talk about that a little bit more here in a couple minutes, Steve. But I thought it was a good win for KU last night. I don't, I don't think you were quite as pleased. No games for K-State tonight in the Big 12. I think there's only one game tonight, and I think it's TCU. It's it's taken a little bit too long to load for me here. But then K-State's going to play on Wednesday. And my computer is still very slow and won't load. Our internet's been real slow today. I, I don't even here know. it comes. West Virginia against TCU in Fort Worth tonight. 
And then tomorrow is going to be K-State on the road at OU, Iowa State at Texas Tech. I think K-State has back-to-back road games. Let's see who they play on Saturday. I want no, they're at home against TCU. Okay, okay. I was thinking they had Texas Tech in there somewhere pretty quick. But K-State is a team that at 0-2, we were going, oh man, is this team ever going to score more than 50 points in a game without Dean Wade? What are they going to do? Well, since then, they've rattled off two in a row that they had to fight all the way back against West Virginia, down 21. Yeah, that turned their season around. Go on the road to Iowa State and win. That saved their season because I don't think if they beat, if they don't beat West Virginia, I think they lose at Iowa State. I think I think that win coming back from twenty one down, biggest comeback in the Octagon of Doom history, that just totally turned the season around. Dean Wade is now back, by the way. Right, he played on Saturday. Right, and I think he only had two points. Yeah, but it, but, but it was a big basket. Late. But his mere presence, you know, elevates this team. And now they go on the road to Norman. Do you have a good feeling about them playing in Norman on Wednesday night? Because I kind of do. I do too because Oklahoma, I've watched a few of their games. They're not what you'd call an explosive team. And K-State... Well, they're certainly different than what we've seen two of the last three years with the Buddy Heald experience, the Trey Young phenomenon. It's a different team. Yeah, they don't don't have that guy that's just going to go for 30 or 35. Now, they have some really good players. They do. Christian James is a good player. Uh, Doolittle's a good player. Larry Bird. Oh, He's not been Manic has not been shooting the ball very well though this year. He's he's been throwing up a lot of bricks this year. So as we look into the Big Twelve standings, Texas Tech at the top, but they still are one game. They've played one less game than KU. Texas Tech's four and zero. Kansas four and one. Then you drop into the wormhole of two and two teams: OU, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor. Texas and Oklahoma State are two and three. TCU's one and two. West Virginia's zero and four. I told you that I needed four or five games to start to really get the lay of the land with this year's Big Twelve, and I think you might have been out on West Virginia a little bit earlier than I was. I am starting to believe that they will not be a very good team this year. I still had a feeling that once they got in the Big Twelve play, they could maybe their figure guard, it out. Their guard plays. They just they, so they bad. just don't have the number one type of guard like they have had the last few years. Baylor, Texas, Iowa State, K-State, Oklahoma, those are the teams that I don't quite know yet. Those are the five teams that are in that wormhole at 2-2, two and 2-3. Two, two and three. I'm a little bit out on Oklahoma State. TCU, I don't have enough confidence in them to be in the top half. They might be a number six a, team or a number I had seven a two team at the start of the year, and I think uh, I misfired. I don't. I don't that. think I have enough confidence in them in the top half of the league. But Texas Tech and KU are going to be at the top. Those will be two of the top and three. And they don't play until February, like February second. It's a long time. Let's take they a play. look. KU will play Texas Tech at home February second, and yep. then in Lubbock February twenty third. Right. So. As we try and diagnose and, and get our, our bearings, where do you think K-State is now in terms of the Big 12? Are they a 5? Are they a 3? Are they at 7? Are they an 8? Where, where, where do you see I've them? I've got them where I had them at the start. I got them at a 4. That's Okay. I, I got them at a 4, and, and that's just because Barry Brown's really starting to pick it up. But it's still Xavier Sneed. He needs to get going. He's my man. I, I still think 
He's a very talented player. Then who do you think is the third best team in the Big 12? Do you Iowa think it's State. Oklahoma? Iowa State. Okay. What about Oklahoma? Where do you see them? I still think As like a five? They're about five, yeah. I, I think that the middle of this Big 12 this year is all solid, and they are teams that could win some tournament games, but I think the teams that will be able to make runs, I think there's just two. Yeah. And that is Texas Tech and, and Kansas. Right. I don't know if I see another really good team. Kansas, there are some good teams. Kansas State just doesn't have enough depth to me. And I don't think they score enough. Yeah, they they, they really struggle to score the Now, they proved everybody wrong last year in the tournament yeah. by using the defense to go up against mighty, well, mighty UMBC. Yeah, they got they got a real break when Virginia got – they should have won one and then Virginia taking them out in the second round, but got a real break there. So are you excited for the games that are on the docket the rest of the week? Because, Steve, you being the KU fan, when they play on Big Monday, it sort of throws your week off. They don't play again for Saturday, s- five more days. Right. So tonight, West Virginia at TCU, does that interest you at all? No. K-State at Oklahoma, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Iowa State at Texas Tech on Wednesday, a little Very bit. Very much so. Very much so. Well, we got a good rest of the week coming up. Yeah. Speaking of the rest of the week, you hinted at it a little bit a minute ago. The Chiefs, the weather forecast. Ooh. They're swirling above Arrowhead Stadium. Those winds are rolling in. Northern breeze, winter storm. What are we going to call it? Winter storm Mahomes? I, winter storm Brady? Winter I, storm conference championship game? I, I don't game. know. It's, it's going to be it's going to be – the weather is going to play a major factor. There's no doubt about that. Which team can adjust to the, you know, to the uh, uh, cold conditions? That really, to me, from what I thought would be like a 42-38 type game, I think now you're looking at like twenty seven. Four 20. to two. I think you're no. <laughs> I think you're looking at like twenty seven twenty four, something like that. I don't know how the cheetah runs in the cold. Snowshoes. He, he can run in the snow. We know he can run in the snow, but can he run in the cold? We'll take another break here on According to Jim back after this on ninety six point seven FM KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we're back on the air. Yeah, we are. The other day uh, with the basketball games on Friday, we got knocked off the air right in the middle of the broadcast. Today, we get knocked off the air at well, like 10, 15, 10, 30. Yeah. All this cold and snow and it's, it's fog. It's freezing fog. That's what does it. The freezing fog. Yeah. Well, speaking of freezing fog, or at least freezing. I am. Getting ready. Well, yeah, you always are. Getting ready for Sunday's AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. The first ever conference championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. I believe it's the first one ever hosted by the Chiefs. Right, correct. The weather forecast continues to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I thought about going. I wish the game wouldn't have been at 540 in terms of purposes to go to the game. I love it in terms of just watching on TV. Yeah. But in terms of going to the game... Makes it really tough to get back here. Plus, I don't know what the weather's going to do. I don't want to get stranded over by Emporia, and it's negative five outside, and I have to sleep in my car and 
try and keep myself warm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to do that. But I think this weather might be a benefit for the Chiefs. Really? Something tells me that this maybe will make Tom Brady's brittle old bones crumble a little bit. And see, He's going to have to wear the glove on his passing I'm just, hand. I'm just the opposite. I think it favors New England because they play more games in this type of cold than Kansas City does. But what about comparing the old man at quarterback compared to the young stallion at 23? I don't think this cold weather will affect Patrick Mahomes as much as it will Tom Brady. Patrick now, does Mah- that mean the rest of the team falls Mah- into that? Patrick Mahomes was a Texas guy. Yeah, but he's young. Steve, it's like you and me going places. That you've been around the block a while, and you could, you could take a little beating, but when the weather gets really cold, I'm done. you get the warm blanket, your heated blanket. If you had a fireplace, you'd turn it on. Oh, yeah. And if Steve could have his wishes, right now he would go snuggle up in bed. I would. While me... I'm okay with throwing on a couple extra layers and getting out there in the cold. No. I, is that a decent enough comparison? That is, because I don't like the cold. I mean, if I had my way, it would never get below 45 degrees. Now, Steve, this might be a stretch, but I think Tom Brady might be in a little better physical shape than you. Is that okay to Barely. say? Barely. Yeah. You're on the same weird diet plan that he is, right? What's that? A lot of... Pasta? Well, he's got that weird trainer and all their weird supplements, and he's uh, old and yeah. dating or married to Giselle. Right. So you guys are a little bit different. Yeah. But I think at quarterback, this will not affect the Chiefs. Now, will it affect the Chiefs' defense? I don't know because that defense is so unpredictable. You never know when they walk out into the field, and even drive by drive. You don't know whenever they send the defense out, whether it is after getting the throwing a touchdown pass and kicking off and the defense goes out there, or whether it is after an interception, or no matter what's happening, you don't really have a feel for what they're going to do. Yeah, It could be very different from drive to drive. I just hope that last Saturday's game wasn't an aberration, that that was a one-game wonder and they revert to their just pitiful tackling ways and inability to cover people but but again I, I think I said it yesterday I like the fact they're playing the Patriots because their skill position players are not electric like the Chargers the Chargers had a lot of speed a lot of talent great tight end is that a pun with the Chargers being electric it wasn't meant to be but if you want to take it that way you're I, creative well I, I didn't try to be I guess sometimes you just it just happens but the Patriots skill position guys have got a lot of possession receiver type guys not a lot of speed, and then in the backfield, they don't have that pounder. They got a bunch of guys that kind of worm their way through holes, uh, kind of pick when they, you know, picking just picking the hole and, and go through it, but not with a lot of speed. So from that standpoint, it should help the Chiefs' defense. Did you see the roster move that the Chiefs made today? No. They activated Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Well, there's been talk of that. The Canadian doctor. Yeah. But that meant that they had to make another move on the opposite end, and get rid of somebody. And they cut Ron Parker. Wow. Steve, here's a question. Ron Parker hasn't played for, what, three or four games? Yeah, he hasn't played much recently. Yeah, he did play. I saw him in the game, though. They needed him a few times recently. Yeah, well, he played last Saturday. Do you have any faith that Eric Berry is going to play in any of these two possible remaining games? No. 
Does that make you mad? Because I've been seeing some Chiefs fans that are starting to be a little more upset with the amount of money that he's making and his ability to be able to play in games, which has consistently helped well, them. Well, I've never had a heel injury, whatever that is. But, but uh, he's played on it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people are frustrated but with. But I don't think he would put himself out there if he didn't feel like he could help the team. But he has earlier this year. Yeah, but... Earlier this month. Yeah. And I think people are starting to be a little frustrated that they're paying a guy to be a really big cheerleader. Justin Houston, who's made some big money with the Chiefs, Yeah, he made big plays yeah. on Saturday in the win over the Colts. And that's what they need from him. I think people would like to see Eric Berry on the field. Because who knows how much time he has left. Well, they've carried him the whole year on the roster. Right. So they obviously expected him to play at some, you know. I, I remember the first. He has played. The very first game of the year he was listed as questionable. And he played what? He missed what? The first 10? Yeah, there's been a lot of questions. And then he played a half. Then he played, the next game he played like a game and a half. And then he was done. He's basically played like three games, I think, all year. It's going to be cold. And we'll continue to talk about this Chiefs game with the Patriots coming up on Sunday and continue to prepare for it. But I still think the Chiefs have the advantage. I think they're at home. I think they have a younger quarterback. Well, they're favored. The defense, I don't want to think about them yet. We'll save those thoughts until later on in the week. One more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Crowd trying to make it hard on Luck. Luck to throw his... Hey, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. I don't know what happened there. It turned into Justin Houston recovering a fumble. Fog. It's the fog. The fog is, is messing with everybody. There you go. Steve, I had one story that I wanted to tell today because we're almost out of time. So, my grandmother... I talked to her on the phone once or twice a week, oh, and, really? and and she follows sports, and she takes about three different newspapers and reads them both every morning, and there you go. she's 86 years old, loves to follow along with what's going on, and she's got a few favorites on her mind, and she's lived in Arkansas her whole life. Yeah. Some of her favorite people. I'll read this list, and I think you'll be a little surprised. Okay. Number one, Nick Saban. Loves Nick Saban, yeah. which is weird considering she's an Arkansas fan. Yeah, that is weird. Number two, Peyton and Eli Manning. I like Peyton. Eli's whatever. She calls Eli Little Peyton. Okay. The Little Peyton Brothers. Okay. She's a big fan of them. Okay. Number three, she's a big fan of Gus Malzahn, who was at Arkansas. Weird I tell scenario. You what, I know somebody from Arkansas, and, and they loved Gus Malzahn. Well, I don't like him all that much anymore. The fourth person that she really, really likes, Tom Brady. Pretty boy, fancy pants. And you know what I had to tell my grandmother at the holidays when she was talking about how much she likes Tom Brady? He's the enemy. I said, you understand that he has ruined a lot of my hopes and dreams, right? And she said, oh, I didn't really think about that. And I said, well, 
Yeah, you can continue to be a Tom Brady fan, but you might be spending Christmas back at home. <gasps> we might be sending you back home. Uh-oh. So I need to call her today and tell her to not be rooting for Tom Brady because I don't know if she notices yet. She follows along with the Chiefs enough, and I talked yeah. to her a couple days ago, but I need to remind her to get her mind into the right place and to not be rooting for Tom Brady and to be rooting for who I think should be her new favorite person, Patrick Mahomes. Would that be a decent suggestion? I would think so. I think she could turn the corner. Yeah. I think she could root for Patrick Mahomes. No more Tom Brady. Yeah. And then if she roots for Tom Brady, I'll just tell her I won't come visit anymore. <laughs> I'll tell her, I, sorry, grandmother, I won't, I won't be there anymore. If you keep rooting for that guy and he wins. But she's a big sports fan, likes to... I think she likes to root for people that I'm rooting for. Yeah, I hope so. And she better do that this weekend. Well, she better. We need all of her energy in the right place. Steve, tonight we'll be, or today we'll be making the trip over to Canton Galva to watch Mound Ridge play a little bit earlier this after, early in the afternoon. Tomorrow it's our final off day before we dive into the McPherson Invitational. We've got stats, we've got numbers, we've got all sorts of things to talk about tomorrow. I believe we'll also get the Mid-America Classic seedings for next week tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be a huge show. Huge. And I can't wait. Huge. Were you impressed with the presidential feast for Clemson, the football hey, national champions? That was food right up my alley. How would you like the the Big Mac in the buffet line? I would have gone for the pizza. Taco Bell. And he paid for it. He he was very quick to point out he paid oh. for it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was funny. I, I love seeing all the pictures from it. Yeah. I'm not a Big Mac fan, no, so I don't think I would I have enjoyed that. No. Steve's never been to a McDonald's. Quarter pounder with cheese is good. Ooh. D-Q-P with C. Did I get it right? Double quarter pounder with cheese. There you go. I think I got it. Yeah. All right, Steve, wrapping up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Zell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.